Thanks for checking out the latest episode of the Spencer on Sports podcast. Heard weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on 1600 ESPN. This is Spencer on Sports on 1600 ESPN. Indeed it is. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome in to the Eakin Nutrition Studios on the southwest side of Cedar Rapids. Glad to be with you as always. It's Spencer on Sports. Spencer Wagan, producer Isaac with you till 6 tonight here on 1600 ESPN. We are Eastern Iowa's home for sports. You can find us at the FM dial if you're driving around in the Cedar Rapids, Marion area, Hiawatha, uh, Robbins, just remembering naming random towns in the Cedar Rapids area, 102.3 on the FM dials where you can find us 106.3 in Iowa city, Coralville, Johnson County proper. Look for us on 106.3 FM. We're also streaming kgymradio.com. Uh, also on our free app, grab it today in your, and in your app store. I swear I can talk. I do this for a living and, uh, we're also available on your smart speaker with you till six tonight. Got Iowa state men's basketball tonight. Cyclones and Oklahoma six o'clock pregame, seven o'clock tip off. Got it for you right here on all of our frequencies tonight. We'll talk about that. Uh, look ahead to the basketball that is to come tonight. Uh, also, Iowa women in action tonight against Minnesota up in the Twin Cities. We'll talk about that uh, and more coming up here in uh, the first 25 minutes or so of the program uh, here on 1600 ESPN. Going to pivot a little bit. I saw an interesting piece. There's a lot of talk lately about expanding the NCAA tournament. I, I personally think we're... We're barking up the wrong tree with that argument. But Joey Brackett's Joe Lenardi himself put out an interesting piece earlier today on ESPN.com. He is anti-expansion, but he says, here's a compromise. And I want to get your thoughts on it. I'll share some of his key points uh, and uh, and get your thoughts on it. Coming up uh, around 435 here on 1600 ESPN. Uh, got today's edition of Say What around 4.50 in the 5 o'clock hour. Drive time driven by Linder Tire and LinderTire.com. Uh, we'll get into uh, combine chatter, our NFL combine discussion that we started up uh, yesterday. We'll focus on the Minnesota Vikings more so today. Uh, a little bit more audio from them. Heard uh, their GM talk about the rumors that they might release Justin Jefferson or trade Justin Jefferson Shot that down very quickly. I, I opined uh, at least twice in the show yesterday that that would be very, very stupid of them to move Justin Jefferson. This topic, though, today is Kirk Cousins, the guy throwing Justin Jefferson the football. Is he going to be back in Minnesota? We'll talk about that uh, coming up here in uh, the second hour of the show. Promise you a daily dose of baseball content. We'll get to our full count segment around 520. Sports menu a little bit earlier tonight at 5.35. And it's Wednesday, one of my favorite days of the week because I get to talk about sports cards on uh, Collector's Corner. That's coming up around 5.50 tonight here on 1600 ESPN. 319-366-1600 is the talk and text line if you want to chime in on uh, anything going on in the sports world here today. would love to hear from you. Isaac's here. How you doing? Still doing all right. Still trying to work on some work thing i don't know there was a glitch on something that i'm trying to figure out why oh. it didn't something didn't happen a glitch involving my show because that would be totally on brand yes 
It was involving yes. your show. Yes. I, I, always, I feel like I always draw the short end of the straw. I don't know why. Todd's got the shiny new morning show. The gym class is the gym class. And I took over the four to six show and something always has to be going wrong. I think I know what the answer is, but I'm just trying to look around. Come on. Still. Come on. I wanted to have a, I mean, this will not, not impact not the like show. The, it's not like that right. bad of a no, glitch or anything. But it's still, just something that's a little bit it's annoying just, to uh, deal uh, with. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Got to have everything right. We're like running at like what? 75%. Where would you rate us? Like 75% with this glitch? Yes. 80%. So, well, I mean, it just kind of delays something. So it's not like breaking. It's just. Sure. Okay. If I so don't catch so it, I can do the show without worry. Right. It's just yeah. like an after the show or before yeah. the show. Okay. It's right. an after right. the show sort of Got thing. Got it. Okay. All right. Well, we'll leave it at that. We don't need to let people too far behind the curtain, but uh, I'll let you uh, continue your due diligence over there uh, as uh, he does his producer stuff here from 1600 ESPN. 319-366-1600 is the talk and text line. Uh, watching baseball here in the studio, I, I won't. T- I, I won't. I don't want to talk about what I'm seeing on the screen. Don't want to talk about it. Cubs are winning. That will make 99% of the listening audience happy here this afternoon. We'll just leave it at that. It's 4:10. Let's dive in here on 1600 ESPN. Big news. This just in. So this is a really big deal, people. This is our lead story. Leading with hoops, as we have been the last several days here on 1600 ESPN. A quick look back and then a look ahead to two games tonight, which uh, will have eyes uh, on them across the state, whether you're an Iowa fan of the uh, women's basketball team or an Iowa State men's basketball fan. Uh, We'll hear a little bit from TJ Otzelberger and Caitlin Clark here in just a bit. But uh, as I mentioned, if you listened and carried over from the gym class where I filled in for Scott Unash, an unexpected night of milestones last night in Iowa City. Hawkeyes got the win. I think that's the more the most important thing out of all of it. Uh, beating Penn State, a game they, they had to win to keep uh, whatever slim ter- uh, NCAA tournament hopes alive. But a history-making night last night. Uh, not only did you have some milestones and points with uh, with Cricky and uh, Patrick McCaffrey, McCaffrey specifically getting a thousand points for his career. Peyton Sanford, the first triple-double in Iowa men's basketball program history. And I said this last hour, if you listened in or if you're just joining the show, I'm sure most of you who follow uh, Iowa men's basketball would agree. You watch, you know, you follow the Big Ten, you know the key players, and the first one in program history? Like, uh, what? I was floored by that, and I'm sure many of you were. Uh, as well, and love to hear your thoughts about just the game in general, but the history made last night. Uh, you can do so on the talk and text line, 319-366-1600. Isaac, how floored were you that Peyton Sanford's 26-10-10 line last night was the first triple-double in program history? It's, it, it it doesn't make sense that that is the case, but that that was the case, and he's forever etched in uh, etched in the history books in Iowa City. Yeah, I knew it wasn't something that happened very often but i did not know it was the uh first ever that he would be the first ever and then ended up being the first ever um so yeah i found that quite surprising um but i think if you think about it somewhat makes sense because i think mark said it last last hour where um i always had players where they've done you know two of the things Mm -hmm. very well and then one of the things was a real like 
weakness within their game, right. like Luca Garza, where he yeah. could score and he could rebound. Just passing wasn't really his sort of thing. So it, it kind of makes sense, but um, you would have thought someone maybe like Keegan or Chris, who's a little bit more versatile, mm-hmm. possibly could have had it. But um, yeah, I mean, it's a heck of an achievement and he'll be remembered forever in Iowa basketball. 85-82 in the text line, pointing out BJ Armstrong, uh, one of the all-time greats in Iowa basketball. Didn't have a triple-double. Peyton Sanford does uh, after last night's performance. Again, 26 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Uh, The stat line was certainly one to behold last night. It's not your usual, okay, 26-10-10 stat line. 3 of 11 from the floor, 2 of 7 from 3. But his hay was made at the free throw line last night, 18 of 19 from the charity stripe, uh, and then 10 boards all on the defensive uh, side of things. Got that one, the last one he needed in the final, what, 30 seconds of the game last night, and then 10 assists uh, last night uh, as uh, he was able to uh, to accomplish that feat. And here is uh, kind of a back and forth with some of the assembled media last night, Peyton Sanford uh, talking about, uh, his uh, his triple double answering a few questions about the the moment and uh, and what it means to him and uh, and kind of the uh, the whole etching your etching your name in the record books uh, in in Iowa basketball history. What's your favorite number of the three? Um, I've, I'm honestly I've never shot probably more than ten free throws in a game in my life. So what, I don't I think I shot nineteen. That's pretty cool. But the assists I mean that was just Josh Dix. That was easy. Just I was just throwing him the ball and he made everything. I think you had eight at halftime. Like, were you, did you know that you were on triple double watch going into the no, second? No, um, I didn't really know it until I thought I was close to a double double because I told one of our coaches I was going to get ten rebounds before the game, and then he's like, "Hey, one more rebound." And I'm like, "All right, one more, all right, I got you." He's like, "No, like, get one more rebound." I'm like, all right. <laughs> so. I mean, when when uh, Baldwin missed that free throw, when he went to the line, was this just um, you know firmly in your mind to get? He's gonna miss. Get the rebound. No, I mean he's he's like ninety percent free throw shooter, and you know we we've, we've really struggled lately getting free throw rebounds. So I was just you know doing everything I could to make sure we got the ball and finish out the game. And then I think I, I realized it once I once they fouled, and that was a pretty good feeling. Peyton Sanford last night again uh, weighing in on his first or his triple double, the first in men's basketball program history. And as twenty eight twenty eight reminds uh, me on the text line, uh, blocks as well were huge uh, last night. Sanford with three. Uh, last night in the contest. So three blocks, add that in. Uh, a pretty well-rounded performance last night uh, in a game that Iowa absolutely had to have. Uh, you had a, he had lost to Penn State once already. Uh, we talked about the home road splits. We've talked about those all season long. Uh, but coming back home, a place that I think going into last night's game, I, I believe I still have the numbers up here on the screen, but uh, – 12 and three going into last night's game. So now 13 and three with the win still faint hopes of, of being in the bubble conversation. We haven't had an update from Joe Lenardi. We will tomorrow uh, and get that for you later on this week. But uh, in the conversation work to be done, but important not to stub your toe and stubbing your toe at home against a Penn state team that you know, played hard. You give them credit for, uh, how they were able to come back in that game because Iowa had a 17-point lead in the first half. So you're thinking, okay, you know, I, I thought yesterday looking at, and I understand, you know, point spreads and stuff like that isn't everything in uh, in sports, but seeing Iowa as you know, a nine-and-a-half point favorite at some of the sports books last night as we're talking about the game, I'm kind of hesitant on that because 
this Iowa team, you know, as we talked about with consistency all season, like, okay, Penn State plays a, plays a, a, a good brand of defense. They're able to turn you over, as we saw uh, in that game in State College, forced 18 turnovers uh, in that game, caused 18 turnovers, and, and that really impacted how that game went. Playing at home, though, I think helped and getting good contributions from not just Sanford, but also Josh Dix. Uh, a few of you on the text line pointing out uh, how good Josh Dix has been playing lately. That's what back-to-back 20-point games for him. Uh, Owen Freeman, uh, 11 points, eight rebounds. Uh, Tony Perkins, a, a relatively quiet night, 10 points, five boards, five assists on the night, but still getting good contributions uh, from some of your key guys in in putting things together and, and finding ways to close out the game uh, down the stretch. That's the important part. And like I said, keeps you alive. You got two opportunities left, two quad one opportunities with Northwestern uh, and, uh, and Illinois. If you can add those to your resume, uh, that certainly will be uh, something that uh, will be taken into consideration. And maybe you get some help. Uh, Minnesota keeps teetering on that line of quad one, quad two, uh, if you can get that back, uh, get them back onto the right side of the quad line, if you will, uh, you, you know, you you certainly would like to see that. Not sure if that uh, you know will happen. It's up to the Gophers. Uh, you can't really do much if you're Iowa in that case, but you have a chance here, Isaac, to build a solid resume. Uh, you've already you know started putting those building blocks in place with those wins over Wisconsin and Michigan State, and in the end, it's uh, it's all up to uh, all up to them to how things. How things finish out here down the stretch? Yeah, I mean, if you close out the regular season here two and zero, and then I think get a pair of wins, probably two wins in the Big Ten tournament, you're going to be in pretty good position. I feel like to be one of the last teams in there in the tournament, and I think that's I don't know. I think most Iowa fans would be happy with that, just being in contention this late with given how the uh, the hole, I guess, that Iowa was in earlier in the year, mm-hmm. um, given how it was and how the season looked like it was going to go for a little bit there, um, being back in the conversation this late in the year, I think is pretty impressive. Peyton Sanford uh, here, a little bit more from him after the game, talking about that very thing, uh, still having a lot to play for uh, as uh, the regular season winds down, just two games left. Uh, the game uh, Saturday at Northwestern and then Illinois coming up on the 10th of March. Uh, two games left, two opportunities, and uh, the, they're at least in the conversation. And uh, Peyton Sanford weighed in on that here uh, last night after the game. Even two weeks ago, we, we go on the road and lose to Maryland, and you kind of look at the schedule ahead. You try not to you try not to look at it and hold, but I mean, you, you see what's coming. You see Wisconsin, you see at Michigan State, at Illinois, and you know we've been three and one in the stretch. We played some really good ball, and um, you know this is everything we could ask for. You know that's why you got to show up to practice. You got to work as hard as you ever have because you know this is what we've worked for. We've, we've gave ourselves a chance, and you know that's what I'm proud of everybody for and you know everybody's came together guys that aren't playing I mean they're working their their butt off in practice so this is a total team effort and you know I mean we know what's at stake and we're going to find a way 319-366-1600 Peyton Sanford's uh, triple double not the only piece of history from last night's game uh, Patrick McCaffrey uh, last night becoming the 53rd player in program history to score 1,000 career points here's uh Here's uh, Pat talking about reaching that milestone for his uh, for his career. Had a pretty atrocious game, to be completely honest. But uh, you know, I just I knew that I was at 995 or whatever. 100 people told me before the game, so I know I just I knew I just needed five points. Uh, yeah, wish it came a little sooner. 
Uh, but it is what it is. I'm glad we won, and, and I'm glad I got there. And here's his dad, of course, the head coach, uh, Fran McCaffrey, uh, talking about uh, this this journey. And I think that's uh, – you, you follow – Pat's story uh, that was 10 years ago, right? A decade ago. Hard to believe that was a decade ago. But uh, having cancer as a child, beating cancer, uh, you'll hear Fran say it here, but uh, remarkable to even say that he's scored 1,000 career points in the Big Ten considering what he's been through in his life. Well, you know, his journey has been so unique. We talked about it a lot. But, you know, when you think about, you know, when he was 14 years old, you know, when he got 1,000 points in the Big Ten, we didn't know if he'd get two points. We didn't know if he'd be able to play his high school career. And I know he's got 1,500 there, I think. So just really proud of his perseverance and his attitude and his, his leadership on this team has, has been impressive. I'm just I'm thrilled for him. Fran McCaffrey after the game last night. Ben Cricky as well, passing the 2,000-point mark. Uh, for his collegiate career in the game. Of course, bulk of his points, 1,596 to be exact, uh, coming at Valpo, but uh, getting to 2,000 with uh, with the Hawkeyes. So uh, uh, I guess kind of an unexpected history-making. We knew Pat was close. You heard him say that. Patrick McCaffrey was close, but I don't think anybody saw a triple-double from Sanford coming, and uh, Cricky obviously was was uh, close enough to get uh, get uh, past the 2,000 mark. So an unexpected history-making night. We'll see if Iowa can uh, can do some more here down the stretch with the games uh, that are left. Speaking of history, uh, Caitlin Clark still chasing uh, records uh, as the Iowa women head to Minnesota tonight. Uh, as uh, of course she passed Kelsey Plum uh, a few weeks back with that game against Michigan, but uh, 33 points shy Isaac of passing. Uh, Lynette Woodard, uh, who was the AIAW major college record holder at Kansas. That's before the NCAA began governing women's athletics. Uh, 51 points shy of Pete Maravich for the most points in in D1 history, men's or women's. And then 268 shy of passing Pearl Moore uh, from the AIAW days. She is at 3,884. So we're just stacking record upon record. She's got a ways to go to pass uh, to pass Pearl Moore, but uh, Woodard and Maravich, I feel like those two records, uh, everybody's pay, paying attention to the Kelsey Plum record, uh, and and rightfully so, uh, impressive in its own right, but I uh, feel like we could see two more fall here. Uh, pr- pretty good likelihood it happens tonight at Minnesota. We'll see what happens uh, and how they play on the road, but uh, you get the feeling that if uh, she plays well, shoots the ball well, next two games... Could see some more history made, and that would surprise absolutely none of us, right? No, it would be not be surprising at all. Um, it would also be pretty cool to have another sort of um, home moment of her mm-hmm. passing Maravich, um, you know, assuming everything, right. nothing insane happens tonight or nothing insane happens during the uh, Ohio State game, meaning like bad in that case. Um, but it'd be, it'd be cool to have another sort of moment like that. Um, a Kelsey Plum one, obviously... Uh, was a big deal and uh, was uh, there was a lot of fanfare made about that. But I think since this could possibly be her last home regular season game, mm-hmm. passing Maravich on that same night would be 
a pretty special moment in my opinion. It's kind of interesting how this has set up and I, you know, there's, there's parallels, there's similarities to last year, but there's also a lot of differences obviously. But we talked about this after the loss to Indiana last week, you know, uh, Iowa about a year ago, at this same time went to Maryland, got, you know, clobbered and then went on a run that culminated them uh, with them, you know, going to the final four and, you know, of course, ultimately losing in the NCAA tournament. You can't predict what's going to happen this year, obviously, but kind of interesting how the similarities, uh, you know, kind of play out. You have a, a rough loss on the road against a team that, you know, wants to beat you. Obviously, everybody wants to beat you when you're as good as Iowa is, but you don't look good on the road. You come home, you play Illinois, you beat them pretty soundly, go to Minnesota. Maybe we have another, you know, college game day and attendance special moment. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, Iowa certainly wants that one back after blowing that 12-point lead in Columbus. Um, you'd, you'd like to have all the games where you blew leads and ended up losing uh, back, uh, to state the very obvious. But real opportunity here to get back uh, toward, uh, you know, a, a one seed in the uh, in the NCAA tournament. Uh, I know they've fallen off in the bracketologist minds, but... Uh, still uh, opportunities ahead here with uh, with two games left for them too. Yeah, and continue playing. You know how you played in the Illinois game. I think it, yeah. you really saw, like we both said, the most sort of complete, balanced game that um, you've seen from Iowa all year. And so, if you can continue some of those trends now, obviously, if Caitlin Clark's hot, Caitlin Clark's hot, uh, hot or if you know Stolke's hot, they're hot. Mm -hmm. You should ride that player. But um, I'd like to see some like. Kate Martin still be like aggressive in scoring a little bit more. Um, Molly Davis continue her sort of getting back from the illness and being aggressive. So that's sort of what I am looking for in the game. I'd like to see Gabby Marshall get hit a few yeah. more shots, get a few more shots up. Period. Uh, she was the Indiana game. We talked about that one for two, which you know it's not not terrible percentage wise, but only two shots for someone who we know can hit from deep. We know who can make shots has uh, certainly been uh, been kind of puzzling to, to watch at least play out here uh, so far this year. 319-366-1600. A little bit more hoops talk to come here in the first hour I mentioned uh, in just a little bit. We'll get into Joe Lenardi. He, he is anti-expansion when it comes to the NCAA tournament, but he put out an interesting column today. I've been reading through it here this afternoon about a compromise for expanding the tournament, and he lays out his reasons why. I will share some of those with you and get your thoughts coming up here in just a few moments. Iowa State taking on Oklahoma. I promised we'll hear a little bit from TJ Otzelberger as well. Uh, we'll do that coming up here uh, in just a few moments after the break on 1600 ESPN. But first, let's uh, send it over to Isaac. He's got a local update for you here on 1600 ESPN. With your local sports update on 1600 ESPN, I'm Isaac Elzingo. The University of Iowa men's basketball team defeated Penn State 90-81 last night inside Carver-Hawkeye Arena. Junior Peyton Sanford had a historic night becoming the first Iowa men's basketball player to record a triple-double. Sanford finished with 26 points, 10 assists, and 10 rebounds. Sanford tied his career high in points and set a new career high in assists. The Iowa women's basketball team has an away game against Minnesota tonight. That game is scheduled for an 8 p.m. tip-off. You can watch it on Peacock. Seven University of Iowa track and field student-athletes qualified for the NCAA Indoor Championships in Boston on March 8th and 9th. Austin West, Grant Conway, and Kaylin Walker all have previously qualified, while Paige McGee, Tyona Tobias, Rivaldo Marshall, and Daniela 
Wamcampego are all making their first indoor championship appearances. Iowa State earned eight entries with Rachel Joseph, Darius Kipiego, Finley McClear, Saeed Michael, Sydney Willits, Cam Jones in the shot put and weight throw, and the distance medley relay team all being qualified. The Iowa State men's and women's basketball teams are in action tonight. The women play number 15 Kansas State at 6.30 in Manhattan. You can watch that game on ESPN+. The Iowa State men's basketball team plays Oklahoma inside Hilton Coliseum tonight. You can listen to that game right here on 1600 ESPN. Pre-game starts at 6, tip-off at 7. That's your local sports update. I'm Isaac Elzinga for 1600 ESPN. Thanks, Isaac. Uh, big note out of Cedar Falls uh, just coming down the wire. Uh, Northern Iowa getting uh, approval from the Board of Regents here in the state of Iowa to start planning a training facility for UNI's men's and women's basketball programs along with their volleyball team. Uh, the space uh, going to have a dedicated practice space uh, because uh, for these teams, those teams currently share time at the McLeod Center and the Wellness and Rec Center up at UNI. Uh, practice courts, locker rooms, training rooms, and rehab areas all uh, part of this planned project. The Board of Regents approval means uh, that the university can start looking at designs uh, that are going to determine this, the size and uh, scope of uh, of this project. The, the building, uh, the university is saying, uh, going to be financed by private gifts. So big boost, certainly having your own space uh, is, is sorely needed, uh, especially if you're looking to take your... You know, keep your programs at a certain level, or give them the opportunities uh, that you uh, that uh, they they certainly deserve. And that news uh, certainly, I'm I'm guessing, welcomed by uh, UNI fans, uh, students, student athletes alike. But that news coming out of uh, Cedar Falls earlier today. Three one nine three six six sixteen hundred four thirty. We'll take a quick timeout. Come back uh, with a little bit more hoops discussion, including uh, Joe Lenardi's plan. If we have to expand the NCAA tournament. He has a plan for compromise. I'll tell you about it in just a few moments here on 1600 ESPN. Eastern Iowa weather from 1600 ESPN. I'm meteorologist Rebecca Kopelman with your weather first forecast and we'll have plenty of sunshine, but it's going to be cold and blustery. We'll have temperatures in the upper 20s to around 30 degrees, but wind chills stay in the teens with a strong northwest wind. Overnight, the winds relax and start to turn in out of the south. We'll have clear skies and low temperatures around 20 and then tomorrow it'll be breezy, but with winds out of the south that will boost temperatures up into the 40s to near 50 degrees. We'll be in the mid 50s on Friday. That's your latest Iowa's News Now weather first forecast. The silly moments, the proud moments, even the hard moments. They're what make life remarkable. And they're why Wellmark Blue Cross and Blue Shield is here for every moment. Committed to making healthcare better, more affordable, with more choices for care. And service and coverage that give you peace of mind no matter what comes your way. So you can show up for every tender moment, every brave moment, and every wouldn't miss it for the world moment. Knowing that blue is here for you. Go to wellmark.com slash every moment to find a plan right for you. ESPN Bet is now live in Iowa as the official sports book of ESPN. ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Emil's Hideaway is the place to get together. Stop in for a drink and some chow with your buddies. Emil's opens every day at 4. 
If you're hanging out at home instead, order pickup and delivery at emulshideaway.com. Emuls Hideaway, a great place to meet up with friends. Pick up the best wild bird food for less during our KT sale this week at Fleet Farm. Get 20 pounds of basic blend on sale for only $6.99. Save on a 35-pound bag of birders blend for just $21.99. Plus, we carry over 150 varieties of wild bird food, so you'll find something for every bird in your backyard. Save on everything you need for your everyday life at Fleet Farm. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com joy. Through hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands. At up to 95% off. That's right, get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face to face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit. H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Call or text Eastern Iowa's Home for Sports at 319-366-1600. You're listening to Spencer on Sports on 1600 ESPN. Back with you from the Eakin Nutrition Studios here on 1600 ESPN. 319-366-1600, as you heard, is the talk and text line. Appreciate Don in Cedar Rapids for hanging on on the phone line during the break. Wants to talk uh, a little Iowa women's basketball. Don, appreciate the call. What's on your mind? When you said I would love to see uh, Gabby Marshall shoot it a little bit more, that's the thing I've been saying forever because um, – even if she misses it, she's got Stokey to get the rebound. She's got Caitlin to get the rebound. She's got her teammates to get that rebound. And it, uh, and if she starts hitting them, she's got a high percentage because she's hardly shooting. She needs to shoot more. Her percentage will go down a little bit. But the bottom line is it brings the players out to her and it opens it up for her teammates. Um, a miss is not a bad thing. She's got to have that shooter's mentality and forget about those misses and just – when you're open, man, the way she's got that form and everything, she's perfect. She needs to be shooting the ball. She's a she's a D and three type of a player. She's she's amazing in in, in that regard. Uh, I mean, if she could hit threes on a regular basis, that would take they could win the national championship. That's that's how how much I believe that her hitting those threes once in a while can change that team. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Thanks for the call, Don. 319-366-1600. Uh, the word I've seen a lot of people use, and I would agree, is, is hesitant. I feel like she's a little hesitant to shoot. She, She's had a few moments here and there, but it's been, you know, one for two, uh, you know, the last few games. Uh, she's had some over days or maybe just one for six. Uh, I, I don't have the full stat list in front of me, the full game log, so forgive me if I'm off base with some of the comments. Uh, or some of the stats that that I say, but uh, this team clearly has the talent. Isaac, I know you and I both agree they have the talent to to do the same thing they did last year, but they need to have all pieces 
it's the whole engine analogy, right? Everything firing in all cylinders. And we've seen the recipe for beating Iowa play out with, you know, limiting Caitlin Clark and having those games where the other players aren't making shots. The Kate Martins, the Gabby Marshalls, the, uh, you know, Hannah Stolkies of the world. Maybe they have an off night. They're not making the easy ones or they're not making threes from outside, uh, outside the arc. When you shut down Caitlin Clark, you try, you know, to to limit her and, and dare everybody to shoot. It's 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 worked, you know, against this team. And I feel like, uh, you know, I, and I know you need to have, you know, kind of the same. The, it's hard to replicate because you don't have Sonato, you don't have Warnock, you don't have those players that you know, an easy basket right there. But get get to the point where. You're kind of on that. You're not going to be on the same level as as you were last year, but you have the talent certainly to to make that run. And and as I've, I've said, you know, I'm, I sound like a homer saying it. And I'm not. I'm not a homer. I enjoy watching Caitlin Clark play basketball. But uh, the the announcer Dave O'Brien, I think it was uh, last year when she hit that shot against Indiana. All things are possible with Caitlin Clark. And how many times I'm sure you feel it, and you, the listener out there, feel it. You watch the games and you wonder how the heck does she do that. When she makes a logo three or whatever, she she will she will carry you. But the team needs to help with that that carrying, right? Yeah, I certainly. I, she can't do it all herself. Um, and also, Don mentioned a great point that it will help space the floor a little bit, um, especially in an offense that sometimes relies on a ton of motion. Um, sort of having someone in the corner that's able to pull players out and create more space is never a bad thing because you can create more motion and try to confuse defenses in Mm -hmm. different ways. So, um, yeah, it would just be, if she was just a little bit of a threat, it would, I don't think it would maybe, I wouldn't go so far as that's the missing piece to them, you know, being a national champion or not, but, um, but her hitting it somewhat consistently is part of what would make them a national championship contender. 319-366-1600-0835 pointing out that Marshall had a slump last year and started to pick up play and get hot towards the postseason. So all is not lost, but you you notice trends throughout the year. And that's, that's the, you know, that's, I guess the concern Lisa Bluter was asked. I don't have the clip in front of me, but uh, you know, one of her main concerns is backup post Uh, who behind Hannah Stolke out of the, the backup post players they have is going to, you know, provide again, consistent production down the stretch here. And, uh, you have, you know, opportunities to, to get it right before tournament time starts. Uh, those opportunities are waning, uh, but uh, you it's, you start tonight uh, with the game uh, against Minnesota. 319-366-1600. Let's uh, do a quick preview of Iowa State before we uh, move on to what I mentioned with Joe Lenardi. Uh, we talked uh, on the gym class when I filled in for, for uh, Scott last hour uh, to Rob Gray from Cyclone Fanatic talking about this matchup. Uh, matchup we last saw back in early January, and things certainly have changed for both both sides uh, here in this uh, in this matchup. As Iowa State welcomes Oklahoma into Hilton Coliseum, here's a little bit from T.J. Otzelberger, his media availability yesterday, talking about the strides that they've made uh, since the last meeting, all the way back uh, the first Saturday of uh, of the year in 2024. We're better defensively. Our rotations are quicker. Um, better in transition than what we were, uh, guard the dribble better. Um, so I think 
you know, we have more of a mindset and mentality that we need to get stops, especially later in the game. We learned our lesson and learned a lot from the last time that we played him because we didn't do that. And a little bit more from the head coach of the Cyclones uh, on those differences between this version, the February 28th version of the Iowa State men's team and, well, the the early January version of what we saw down in Norman. Offensively, I think we're sharing the ball uh, at a high rate. We're getting into the paint more. Um, Kurt Jones is playing at a high level. Um, that's been a huge asset for us. So I think, you know, we're an entirely different team than we were close to two months ago when we played them. So uh, we need to come out with great intent and all those areas we've improved need to show up for us. You've talked about the imbalance in the Big 12 schedule before. It is kind of wild that you see a team right out the gate, got to go to Norman, tough game. Uh, you know, you're right there in the end. You end up losing 71-63. And you don't see them again until almost the the start of March. That's just kind of how the Big 12 schedule uh, works out. But Iowa State certainly has been playing good basketball here uh, in the month of February, looking to close it out here. Uh, they are 5-2 and two in the month looking to make it 6-2 and two out of the eight games played here in the month of March. And they were right in there in those games, especially the Baylor one could be only a one-loss team in the month of February. But uh, obviously that buzzer beater with Milan Momchilovic uh, did not did not go, did not count at the end uh, in Waco earlier in the month, uh, but uh, would, be, would be a nice uh, capper to the month before you head into the three-game stretch leading into the Big 12 championship, the Big 12 tournament uh, coming up here. Uh, in Kansas City, Iowa State, uh, as we talked about uh, last hour, uh, getting some help uh, with uh, Kansas losing at home to BYU. Cougars getting a big win on the road. Uh, Kansas uh, now nine and six in Big Twelve play, twenty-one and seven overall. Iowa State one and a half back of Houston in the uh, in the uh, standings right now. Iowa State ten and four and twenty-one and six with uh, four games left to play, including tonight against Oklahoma. Playing at UCF on Saturday, certainly going to be, I think, a tougher test than most uh, might think. UCF's beaten some good teams uh, at their home arena. BYU, know it's going to be a tough one. Uh, every game, obviously, is tough in the Big 12, but uh, despite you know uh, playing at home, where you are certainly gunning to go undefeated on the home court, uh, BYU has shown they can win on the road, uh, especially with that game in Lawrence last week or last night I should say and the game against K-State to round it out uh, on March 9th so a few games left before things get started in Kansas City uh, let's let's pivot to this I thought this was interesting there's a lot of talk about expanding the NCAA tournament I'm not a fan of of the expansion it's been that and court storming I feel I feel like are the hot topics at least uh, here over the last week or so, court storming more recently uh, than the expansion of the NCAA tournament. Joe Lenardi, a guy that we depend on for bracketology, put out a lengthy column today, and it's worth a read, and I think uh, he he does a good job kind of laying out his position uh, with this. He said on social media as much, he's he's anti-expansion. He thinks 68 is... Uh, is is right where it needs to be. We've got something that's that's really good, and why why mess with it? Why change things? Why you know do something just for the sake of doing something? He said though in this column, and I'll let you do the bulk of the reading if you so choose. It is an ESPN Plus uh, subscription based article, but 
he recommended a compromise. And this, I think, at least is a good conversation starter. If we're going to expand the tournament, maybe we do make a compromise. I think, and we'll get to one uh, person's uh, thoughts uh, as part of our Say What segment coming up here in about uh, five minutes or so here on the show. There are people who say we should expand it to 100-plus teams. There's people who say 96. There's people who are saying, well, maybe one or two more teams. There's a lot of different opinions on how you can do it. But Joe Lenardi, his thought is at least until the next round of media media negotiations, easier for me to say than uh, uh, apparently, uh, until the next round of major media negotiations in 2032, expand the NCAA field to 80 teams. So up from 68, but not 96, not 100 and whatever, 80 teams in the NCAA tournament. Uh, His argument, and I'll read it directly from his article, he says, we know how the format of the current first four works, so why not have six additional play-in games so 12 teams can be added to the mix. Uh, He said, even if eight of the new slots end up going to what I've called or what he calls the middling majors, uh, meaning lower-level teams from the major conferences, he says that still leaves four new spots for truly deserving mid-majors, and in his mind, everybody wins. So he's saying, basically, if we get to 80, you're, you're not expanding out. You're not diluting the product, right? You're not watering it down you're still going to get lower-tier major conference teams. So uh, looking at the Big 12 standings, you might get a, a Cincinnati. Uh, a, in, in the Big 10's case, you might get a Minnesota. You might get a, a Penn State, I think, would be on the borderline. You might get an Iowa in. And then we know Iowa's in the conversation now in the field of 68. But you might get some of those teams in, but – you're still going to have the good mid-majors who deserve an opportunity, like an Indiana State, like a Drake. You could even toss Bradley into the mix or some of the other teams from some of the uh, the, the non-Power 5 conferences uh, that, are, that are playing well but maybe don't get a shot because they're behind another you know, really good mid-major team. So 80 teams, I'll leave it up to you on the text line. Joe Lenardi says we should compromise and consider 80 teams – in the NCAA tournament, would you be on board with compromising with 80 in the NCAA tournament? 319-366-1600. I, am st- I, I appreciate, I haven't read the whole article. I've re- read bits and pieces uh, just to bring you a small sampling of it uh, here on the program. Um, I, I, I like his thought process. I think going to 96, anything greater than... 80 to 84 is way too much. Um, but I still feel like 80 is too much. I, 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 I am anti, I am anti tournament expansion when it comes down to it, but I appreciate that someone is, is thinking logically and not just here's, here's let's put 300 teams in or whatever. Like, Give me a real solution. Give me your thought process. And I appreciate Joe Lenardi for for at least trying. But 80 teams, would you be on board with an 80-team NCAA tournament? 319-366-1600. What say you? Um, 
I guess. I, I feel like it's going to expand. So if I'm forced into expansion, I suppose that 80 I would be okay with. Just the way he's laid it out mm-hmm. in that sort of way where it doesn't you know, affect the first round or anything like that. Or like the NCAA tournament still feels relatively the same. Um, just with some extra play-in stuff there. Right. Um, but I really would just prefer for it to stay how it, as it is <laughs> right. right now. That would be my. That's ultimately what I would prefer. But um, if it's going to expand, I'd prefer to expand the least amount possible. And I feel like I don't. I don't think that's just gonna. If it's expanding, it's not gonna be just you know three teams right. or like four teams. It's gonna be to an 80 or 96 sort of thing. I, I'd be willing to go, like, I mean, I, I have no skin in this game. You're no, nobody in the NCAA is going to listen to me. They're going to listen to, you know, their their pocketbooks, their wallets, their, their checking accounts, their savings accounts and stuff like that. But I would be fine with, like, 72, right? Just add two more play-in games, right? And maybe give, you know, an extra team a buy in the first round or... You know, you have an extra, you know, kind of slat. You, you see it in the bracket like this team or this team plays this team. I'd be cool with that. It's still, you know, it's one extra set of games. But I feel like even with even with adding 12, again, I appreciate the, you know, the, the thought process. I think, you know, anything further than going with this idea would be just, I mean, it's you're you, then you're opening it up to essentially anybody with an above 500 record, right? Like Maryland 15 and 13, they'd probably get in at 96 or 100 plus. And I want to see more deserving mid-major teams, like Ivy League teams that won 20 plus games. I'd rather see an entertaining mid-major team as opposed to Ohio State, who is 16 and 12. You know, they'll probably get an NIT berth, but, uh, you know, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't vibe with with I think the spirit of the tournament, the spirit of, you know the, you know, what we, what we've come to, what we've come to enjoy, for March Madness. So, eighty teams. Joe Lenardi suggests. Are you on board? Would you be on board with eighty teams in the NCAA tournament? Three one nine, three six six. 1600 450 we'll take a quick timeout share some of your responses and get to today's say what guess what it has to do with ncaa expansion that's next here on 1600 espn back in 1944 there was a young watchmaker named willa dickens he had his eye on a local jewelry store as soon as their watchmaker left he took the position worked long days learned the ropes and achieved his dream of owning and running her teen and stocker jewelers When his sons Terry and Tim could barely see over the jewelry cases, they began learning at his side. It's the Dickens family that gives Hertine and Stocker Jewelers its unbending reputation for integrity. They also offer a brand of service that hardly exists anymore, like a layaway program. When someone finds a beautiful something to have or give, they put some money down, pay on it each month, interest-free of course, and when it's paid for, it's theirs for keeps. Stop by. See what's in those famous windows at Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, corner of Dubuque and Washington in downtown Iowa City. And step in and say hello to Willa, Terry, Tim, or Kate. One of them is always there. What's up, everybody? It's Spencer here for your neighborhood Quickstar. I've been telling you a lot about how much I love Quickstar and all about their take-home meals recently. Well, one that might get overlooked is Quickstar's Chicken. 
Yeah, they've got great chicken, and they've got so many delicious options that you could take advantage of today if you stop into your local Quick Star. They've got a full offering of chicken options, including fried chicken, which is hand-breaded, prepared fresh daily. They've got roasted whole chicken, which is also prepared fresh daily. That's great for meal prep or easy dinners for the family. Chicken tenders, they're delicious. They're one of my go-tos when I go to the hot spot. Just grab a pack of three or eight, uh, some sauce, and you got a great meal right there. They also got boneless wings, which is a pretty cool offering as well that you could try at your local quick star and how'd you like to win chicken for life yeah they've got the sweepstakes going on it just started up you can win fried chicken for life from quick star all you have to do is buy any fried chicken product using your quick rewards and you're automatically entered for a chance to win if you want more info on that check out their website quickstar.com slash fried chicken for life at lowe's save big every day when you buy in bulk Save 10% on your choice of any three or more A.O. Smith water heaters. Plus, save an extra 5% every day on eligible purchases when you use your Lowe's business credit card. Visit us for the materials you need. Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. Selection varies by location. While supplies last. Discount taken at time of purchase. See sales associate for details. 5% offer subject to credit approval. Exclusions and terms apply. See store at lowes.com slash credit for details. U.S. only. If you're like most people, you've had your fair share of financial questions. Questions like, can I afford my son's travel hockey team? What if my daughter doesn't get that soccer scholarship? Will I be able to enjoy golf in retirement? At Empower, we know these questions can be stressful. We're here to help answer your what ifs and empower what's next. Join 18 million Americans and take control of your financial future. Start today at empower.com. If only the studio smelled like crunch berries too. Wow, something smells good. You're listening to Spencer on Sports on 1600 ESPN. Back with you here on 1600 ESPN at 454. 319 366 1600. Joe Lenardi says we should compromise and add 80 teams or get to 80 teams, not add 80 teams, but expand to 80 teams in the NCAA tournament field. Would you be cool with that? 319 366 1600. Plenty of uh, thoughts coming in uh, on the text line. 4897 saying, don't mind the idea of making all the 16s play play-in games and all the 11s play play-ins as well. I I think that I would be the most fair thing. Again, that's that gets you to 72, but I feel like I, I have to be I, – I don't want to be like wishy-washy with it, right? I've said I'm anti-expansion. We're good at 68, so just keep it at 68 in my humble opinion. Uh, on today's Say What, you will hear, well, another idea when it comes to tournament expansion. What are you talking about? Sorry, what'd you say again? What? Wait. Oh, man, I can't believe I'm hearing this. What the heck, dude? Say what now? Hembo, you uh, listen to Greeny on 1600 ESPN weekdays from 9 to 11. His producer, Hembo, had a rather interesting idea for tournament expansion, which, in my opinion goes too far. Here is what Hembo had to say uh, about his plan for tourney expansion. 112 teams. So what you have is this. To incentivize going for it in the regular season, the top 16 teams receive a buy. To incentivize conference tournaments, not only does the conference tournament champion get in, if you get to a major conference tournament final, you get in. So immediately there are 12 of those teams. You have a first round of 96 
basketball teams. You're going to play 24 games on Tuesday, and you're going to play 24 games on Wednesday, the round of 64, like it is now, Thursday and Friday. There will be 16 games on Thursday and 16 games on Friday, because in the first round of my format here, all right, you're going from 48 to 16. You're adding the 48 there to the 16 buys, and so we create a 64-team field that starts on Thursday, just like we know and love, and we have two days that lead up, so that in the end, we get 96 games in six days. Don't water anything down. We just wind up getting way more games that you will watch and that will generate money for the NCAA. 96 games in six days. He's right. We'll watch because it's the NCAA tournament, but 112 NCAA teams in the tournament. No, absolutely not. No, 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 just, just don't, don't even know. 68 or bust. That is my opinion. Don't, don't even consider his, that's, that's hot take central right there, in my opinion. There's just really, really no need to do anything to the tournament. I think it's so great as it yeah. is now. Yeah. You don't need to, I don't know, it just you're fi- you're trying to find a problem that doesn't need to be solved. I I would would agree with you there. 319-366-1600. That is, uh, that is the, uh, the tale of the tape, at least from Joe Lenardi's uh, piece. If you want to read it, ESPN.com. It's an ESPN Plus article, so you'll have to subscribe to it, but... Uh, 80 teams is his his compromise solution. Appreciate the input. I'll read some more of your texts uh, during the break here. We do have to get to a timeout. Drive time driven by Linder Tire is coming up. Got our combine chatter on the NFL. Full count on baseball and lots more coming up in hour number two. Another short conference dog is barking. Chris Mack here to help you beat the books with BetQL. UCF traveling to Oklahoma State tonight and the Golden Knights short two and a half point underdogs. The BetQL model likes UCF and thinks they're live. BetQL, they've got this game as a pick 'em. I'm Chris Mack. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL and BetMGM apps today. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Haven't seen you around the gym for a while. Yeah, I've really fallen off. Since I turned 40, I just don't get the results I used to get. Could be lower testosterone. Lower T. Yeah, I went through it a while back. Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone. I got Nugenics Total T, and it's made a huge difference for me. I've seen that ad on TV. Is it for real? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is something called Testofen, which helps boost free and total testosterone levels to help you trim up and stay lean. And it's made a difference for you? Man, I feel like I'm in my 20s again at work, in the gym, and in the bedroom. Are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try it for themselves? Yeah, you just need to send them a text. Text PREP to 42424 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text PREP to 42424. That's PREP to 42424. From the Econ Nutrition Studios, this is KGYM Cedar Rapids. Econ Nutrition, for athletes' health and performance.
Sports Center. I'm Christine Lisi, former USC quarterback Caleb Williams, in his first public comment since declaring for the NFL draft, told ESPN's Pete Thamel he'll be excited if the Bears select him with the first overall pick. Also said if Chicago trades the pick and he gets drafted by someone else, he'll be just as excited. Bears GM Ryan Poles has said he wants to make a decision as quickly as possible whether he'll trade Justin Fields or draft a QB. ESPN NFL draft expert Mel Kuyper Jr. To me, it's a tough call for Ryan Poles. If you get blown away by an offer, it's going to be tough not to take it. I get that. Will he be blown away? Will he? If he's not, then obviously you sit there and say, I'm taking Caleb Williams because if it's a push, in my mind, guys, if it's a push, you draft Caleb Williams, you reset the clock, and you trade Justin Fields. Melon on Sportsmanlike. The Dolphins and Vikings won and two overall, respectively, in the second annual report by the NFLPA that ranks teams according to various categories based on the results of player surveys. The Chiefs rank 31st only ahead of the Commanders. NBA Clippers without forward Paul George tonight against the Lakers because of knee soreness. 10 Eastern, ESPN. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. This SportsCenter update is brought to you by CarePro Home Medical. Connect with people and answers you need for all your medical equipment needs. Visit CareProHealthServices.com. <sighs> Snoring again. Oh, sorry. Is your snoring bothering her? It's possible you have sleep apnea. Talk to your doctor about it. If you do have sleep apnea, find just the right CPAP or BiPAP machine at CarePro Home Medical. They'll get you the correct equipment, make sure you have the right mask with a proper fit, and explain how the equipment works. Help your health. Make her happy with a CPAP from CarePro Home Medical. CareProHealthServices.com. I'm Dar Danielson. The Republican-backed House bill to set pay limits for temporary nursing staff at hospitals and nursing homes is passed with the support of some Democrats. House Republicans contend temp agencies are reaping too much of the extra money legislatures provided to nursing homes. AAA Iowa spokesman Brian Ortner says national research once again showing drivers shouldn't count on technology to do everything. Ortner says the Foundation for Traffic Safety found reverse automatic emergency braking systems don't always prevent accidents. It's one of those things. It's, it, it assists in making your drive safer, but it's not foolproof. He says technology should be used as just another tool for the driver. National Weather Service meteorologist Brad Small says the colder temperatures are fairly typical of this time of year, but change is coming. With highs back into the uh, 50s Thursday, 50s and 60s Friday, and even if you look further into the weekend, highs uh, back into the 70s again by the weekend. The first day of spring is March 19th. Radio Iowa. I'm Dar Danielson. United States Deputy Sheriff's Association is a national nonprofit and America's largest non-governmental provider of services to law enforcement. USDSA assists city, county, state, and federal law enforcement agencies through our many varied programs, including free safety equipment donations, free officer survival training, cash donations, and condolence letters to the family of law enforcement officers who perish in the line of duty. USDSA also provides a citizen awareness program and thank you cards to law enforcement. 
These are just some of the ways United States Deputy Sheriff's Association assists America's law enforcement and the citizens they serve. For more information about United States Deputy Sheriff's Association or to see how you can help, please visit usdeputy.org. United States Deputy Sheriff's Association, taking training to the next level because lives are on the line. The Todd Brommelkamp Show on 1600 ESPN. Sounds good. What is it? Hey, it's Todd. And little known fact, moving from the afternoons into the mornings, I had it in my contract. I don't work February 29th. and be off on Thursday. That means the next time you're going to wake up with me, Friday morning, 6.30 to 9 a.m. right here on Eastern Iowa's Home for Sports. What is it again? The Todd Brommelkamp Show on 1600 ESPN. For the record, this was not my idea. Hands at 10 and 2, eyes on the road and ears on the radio. You're listening to Spencer on Sports on 1600 ESPN. Wednesday edition of the program rolling along here on 1600 ESPN. Live from the Eakin Nutrition Studios. Eakin Nutrition now open in Coralville near Extreme Arena. It is drive time driven by Linder Tire. Three locations for your convenience. Iowa City, North Liberty, and Grinnell. Find out more at lindertire.com. We've got a link uh, to both their website and Facebook on our website, kgymradio.com. 319-366-1600 is the talk and text line. Got a jam-packed 5 o'clock hour. There's so much stuff to do. I hope we get to all of it. We will get to all of it. It's my show. I will do my best to keep the train on the tracks. Easier said than done some days. Uh, than others here on 1600 ESPN. But we'll get uh, through uh, some NFL talk here in just a bit. Our combine chatter coming up in just a bit. Hear a little bit more from the Minnesota Vikings side of things. Take a look at a few other NFL news and notes that happened uh, here as the NFL combine continues on. Got our full count segment coming up around 520. Talking baseball, at least once a show, full count talking Major League Baseball and even some college baseball uh, throughout uh, the baseball season here on 1600 ESPN. An early edition of the sports menu comes your way at 535. It's early today because Collector's Corner comes up at 550 here on 1600 ESPN. So all that and more set to roll here in the 5 o'clock hour. We start up with this, of course. The sports world was just as busy as you were today. Here's what you missed while you were at work. Have you heard the news? On 1600 ESPN. Continue to follow the state tournament, girls basketball state tournament going on in Des Moines. North Lynn, a dominant win today in the Class 1A quarterfinals. The links on to the semifinals coming up on Friday after a 68-38 win over Montezuma. So the top seed is on to Friday at Wells Fargo Arena. Northland will take on St. Albert. St. Albert beating Bishop Garrigan 53-42. to Still to come in 1A uh, today. In fact, just about to get underway, Newell Fonda and Calamus Wheatland. And then Remsen St. Mary's taking on Martinsdale St. Mary's. That is the uh, 645 game in the 1A bracket here uh, from the state tournament in Des Moines. Uh, if you missed the substate, the boys' substate finals uh, last night, Cedar Rapids-Kennedy moving on to state. Uh, playing a tight, a tight one with North Scott, uh, Kennedy winning 57 to 55, Iowa City West losing to Bettendorf 55 to 52. The state tournament schedule out for the boys tournament uh, as things get started next week. 
uh, in Des Moines for the boys. Uh, Class 1A will start things up on Monday. North Lynn taking on Woodbine. That's at 10.30 in the morning in the quarterfinals. Uh, The 2A boys tournament also on Monday, 5.30 p.m. for Iowa City Regina and Western Christian. Regina, the eight seed. Western Christian, the number one seed. Tuesday, 3A boys quarterfinal uh, action on the docket. Uh, Williamsburg, the eight seed, taking on the top seed, Decorah. And then Cedar Rapids Kennedy will play Wednesday at 10.30 against Dallas Center Grimes uh, in the 4A quarterfinals. So that uh, info just coming out. Uh, here in the last 24 hours or so as uh, basketball season winds down here uh, for the 2023-2024 season. Uh, Some all-conference honors coming out. Uh, This from uh, the American Rivers Conference, the co-men's basketball team, of course, playing Friday in the NCAA tournament. The ARC announcing that Kale Schmidt, TJ Schnur, and Bennett Sherry picking up all-conference honors Tuesday in the American Rivers Conference uh, postseason awards. Schmidt named uh, the Defensive Player of the Year, second straight season. Uh, also named first team All-American Rivers Conference for the fourth time in his career. And on the women's side, Katie Kirkham of the Co women's team, uh, she made the headlines for Co, earning the MVP honor for the American Rivers Conference. So t- uh, top honors there for the co-women's basketball team. There uh, is a look at a few things you missed while you're at work here on 1600 ESPN as we get back into it here on a Wednesday on 1600 ESPN. This is Spencer on Sports on 1600 ESPN. Five oh nine, keeping the train chugging along down the tracks here on a Wednesday afternoon. Again, three one nine three six six sixteen hundred is the talk and text line. Uh, we'll get into combine discussion here in just a bit, uh, Isaac. I, I'm always fascinated, and this is I think the second year they put out the uh, the news, the results of the NFLPA survey, uh, where the players are, are surveyed and they get grades for. Uh, all all the teams uh, from like one to thirty two and and how they do across a number of areas. Uh, I know ESPN covered this at top of the hour, but uh, seventeen hundred players, more than seventeen hundred players, uh, participated in this survey uh, between August and November. Uh, they graded teams on things from like team facilities to coaching staffs to owners. There's some new categories, so teams might have been really high last year and moved down because of the addition of of certain categories. The top two teams overall were the same. The Miami Dolphins uh, were second last year. They jumped up to first. Uh, The Minnesota Vikings uh, were first last year, and now they're second. The Chiefs, 31st on the survey, which was kind of interesting uh, to to see on this this ranking, Uh, only ahead of the Washington Commanders, which, again, I said this last year, I think when the survey came out, the Washington Commanders being dead last, graded dead last by the players. Uh, I know they have a, had an ownership change and such, but, uh, uh, you know, things might be looking up for them in the future. But um, the Washington Commanders being dead last in the survey, uh, certainly not surprising to any of us. I, I think it's interesting just because we have our opinions of of players or, or of coaches, of owners, of, of, of franchises, right, based on their success largely on the field. But uh, I think it's, it's interesting to see what the players think 
and to see if they back up some of our, you know, I guess preconceived notion about franchises, right? So to have something like this is kind of cool to see, even if it in the long run is, you know, kind of mostly meaningless to the average fan. It kind of shows where franchises need to pick things up, right? Yeah, and it also just kind of shows what, like, teams may be desirable in free agency and things Mm -hmm. like that. Like, it kind of gets at the root as to why players choose to go places they go and stuff like that. So I find it interesting, too, um, just because... You, I don't know, it gives you more of an inside look of how the league's really looking about these uh, teams and locations and stuff like that. That uh, news uh, came out earlier today. Uh, if you want to read the whole survey, you certainly can. But the Chiefs standing out, they they ranked poorly in a lot of the same categories as last year, apparently. Uh, one specific criticism uh, that Chiefs players had is that they had stools instead of actual chairs uh, in the locker room. And the the team did switch to chairs, according to the NFLPA. Uh, Chiefs players apparently saying in their survey they were promised the locker room would be renovated, but it was not. So that caused uh, their team to be lower in the rankings than than uh, many people thought. So that they're winning titles, which uh, in the end, you know, that's pretty much all that matters. But kind of interesting to see, you know, some of these teams that maybe have success on the field. They're they're not, I guess, the prettiest when it comes to being. Uh, you know, in the in the uh, the uh, the the locker room or the family setting and stuff like that, uh, how they treat their players uh, off the field. Three one nine three six six sixteen hundred. Let's do combine chatter here for a few minutes. Uh, we heard yesterday from Ryan Poles and uh, and others from the NFC North. I want to focus specifically on the Vikings. We talked about Justin Jefferson uh, yesterday. Uh, the 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 crazy rumors in my opinion that the Vikings would consider trading him to, uh, to someone else. And, uh, Kwesi Adolfo Mensa, their GM said, yeah, no, that's not happening. Uh, but another piece of news involving the Vikings is Kirk cousins. And obviously he's headed to be a free agent, right? Uh, a lot of talk about what his future, if any is in Minnesota, uh, to maybe throw the ball to guys like Justin Jefferson up there, uh, with uh, with Minnesota. Uh, here is a report. This is kind of just setting the table here for what we're going to talk about over the next few minutes. Jeremy Fowler talking about the contract situation and what that means uh, going into the offseason here for Minnesota. Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. This is a situation where Quasi Adolfo Menzo, the general manager today, made clear that both sides had their negotiation points, but they want to work something out potentially talk this out, see if they can agree to a new deal. But the sticking point is expected to be the guaranteed money. Will Minnesota go as far as to give him a fully guaranteed contract? That's the major question that looms here. And here's uh, the GM, uh, Kwesi Adofa Mensa, talking about what they've been talking about with Kirk Cousins. Had a great conversation with him a few days ago. At the end of the day, it's we have our interests, he has his, and we get to the table and see if we can figure out a creative solution and how to fit, meet in the middle. That's what every contract negotiation is, and that's what it'll be with him. What we do know is we have a really great quarterback, a great leader, um, and somebody that we think we can do, we can win the ultimate prize with. And so that's ultimately what, what I focus on, and that's where we're at right now. I know, I know, feeling weird plays no factor into you know how how NFL teams make decisions, but I I feel like the Vikings it would feel really weird if Cousins was not in Minnesota, and I'm not quite sure what other path. Uh, they might take. I know he has the support of guys like Jefferson. I mentioned yesterday, kind of in passing, and and is kind of a you know a joke and a humorous, uh, humorous uh, anecdote on the show that 
uh, that Kirk got got grills in his teeth. He got the, the the metal grills. He showed off a picture on social media, and Justin Jefferson was first to comment, "That's my quarterback." Uh, so he is certainly popular with the guys, uh, the the players, and they want him to be there. Uh, I'm not sure where you stand on it, Isaac, but I'm not sure what path the Vikings would take uh, without Kirk Cousins. Maybe a, a different, you know, veteran kind of stopgap player. Maybe you draft a rookie and try to develop him. But I feel like if you want to at least sustain, you know, before Kirk got hurt last year, before Cousins got hurt last year, at least sustain the somewhat level of success you've had. Um, you you got to you got to keep him around, don't you? That, that feels like the logical move, but are the Vikings willing to make that move? Yeah, I just don't know what the goal for next season is. I guess for the Vikings, because um, like if you're ready, if you don't think Kirk Cousins is like ever going to lead you to a Super Bowl or a Super Bowl victory, then I would say that you should probably just move on now. Mm-hmm. Try to find your next guy in the draft um, whether that's moving up some way somehow I don't know I mean you have a couple prospects I just uh, like you said I just don't know how you move on from Kirk Cousins if that is your option because you're a little bit too low to kind of get a guaranteed like great quarterback prospect but um, I think the roster is also like too good to just completely give up on and not have a solid quarterback for so it's a tricky situation. I'd probably say you have to bring Kirk back just because it was going so well. And I think when he's playing as well as he can, I think assuming the roster really continues to get better and like age and stuff like mm-hmm. that, um, then I think they could maybe contend in a pretty weak NFC, something like that. I don't. I, I guess I just don't know what the, the the goal is for the year. Kirk going to be 36 uh, by the time next year starts. Of course, had the injury, the Achilles injury. So uh, how does that play into the factor? But they tried Jaron Hall last year. He, I mean, he he wasn't clearly ready to be an NFL starter. Uh, Josh Dobbs had, you know, a little bit of, you know, kind of a, a momentum boost. He had that game against uh, Atlanta, wasn't it, where he barely knew the guys on the team and barely knew the playbook and led him to a victory. And uh, then just absolutely cratered down the stretch, had that really awful game with all the turnovers. And, uh, you know, that, that uh, you know, spelled the, at least his demise there in Minnesota. So uh, I was looking at mock drafts, uh, you know, and, and for what they're worth, uh, Chris Trapasso from CBS says, J.J. McCarthy at number 11, which I, you and I have had back and forth on it. Uh, that feels a little too high for J.J. McCarthy, but you feel like some team is going to take a chance on him, whether it's uh, in you know the top 20 or maybe a little bit higher than that. So maybe it's a draft and develop kind of thing. Maybe you work out a deal with Cousins for for one season and you hope McCarthy is ready to go. But I feel like I, I, I'm kind of with you. I don't know what the what the goal is and what the plan is beyond this year. Cause if you, if you have the talent that you have with Jefferson and I know Hawkinson's going to be out for a good chunk of the year because the injury he suffered late uh, in the season, but you have the talent that you have, whether it's veteran returners or veterans returning or some of the young guys that they like, but you don't have a quarterback. What's the point of having guys like Justin Jefferson and, and Hawkinson when he's healthy. And, you know, I know they like Ty Chandler a lot. They're running back. What's the point of having those guys if 
you're just throwing a rookie out there to to the Wolves. And again, a weak NFC, but you got good teams like the 49ers, the Lions, I think are still going to be good. The Packers are on the rise. So it it's it's a tough spot to be in if you're Minnesota. Yeah, it's just I don't know who you move off Kirk to. I, I guess maybe you could try to go after someone like Baker, who was pretty yeah. had, a, had a decent year, but like he just doesn't. I don't think he moves the needle for Minnesota. Like I don't think getting Baker is someone is something that you're all of a sudden a contender now. I think he's probably a downgrade from how Kirk Cousins was playing, honestly. Uh, mm-hmm. So I I just don't know what the the roster says you're ready to contend or at least be on the fringes of contending. And the quarterback situation is not in sync with that. Is the best way to sort of describe the situation right now. Vikings fans, what say you? Kirk back for a year, two years, or someone else? 319-366-1600. Quick draft question. This is from Austin and Lone Tree. Uh, he's the guy who says the Bears should trade for Mac Jones on the text line. Uh, Austin and Lone Tree asking, if you were the Patriots, what would you do with number three? Uh, draft Jaden Daniels, or would you shop around and see what offers you get? You are the draft. I, I don't know how far you are in your draft watch uh, here, uh, your draft prep here, but uh, what do you what do you do if you're the Patriots at three? Um, I'd probably just try to find the quarterback. Assuming there's a quarterback that you like, I think at three, if you can get Williams or May or Daniels, I think you'll be in a good spot. So I think go for your quarterback. Try to find your quarterback early um, and kind of really give the franchise a set of sense mm-hmm. of resetting with a new coach, a new quarterback that's going to be the face of your team um, for at least a couple seasons and hope that he's your guy and that and just work on rebuilding the team from there. 8,200 on the text line, chiming in with the Vikings opinion. Uh, and, and this is uh, says all you need to know. Vikings country, let's ride. Would would Russ be an option in Minnesota? Would you want Russ in Minnesota? Because again, I feel like he's not the long term answer. And you're comparing it to Kirk. I'd rather have Kirk Cousins than Russ. I guess you just don't know what the injury is going to be like. But right. I would rather have Kirk Cousins than Russ at this point in their careers. Yeah. Russ, Russ just, I don't know. He's because Denver basic. Denver wants him out. Yeah, he wants him yeah. out. And Kirk Cousins, I think. When he's playing at his best, I think he's like a top 10-ish quarterback, and Russ is not anywhere near that at this point in his career. 319-366-1600. That was a little bit of uh, of combine chatter here today uh, from 1600 ESPN. One more clip uh, just to round out the Vikings coverage. Kevin O'Connell, uh, their head coach, uh, speaking on Kirk Cousins and their relationship uh, this clip from yesterday in Indy. This is not Kirk's first time in free agency. Kirk Cousins knows how I feel about him. Uh, I've held no secrets there. Uh, he knows how the Minnesota Vikings feel about him. I believe Kirk wants to be a Viking. Um, and we're going to work uh, to try to make that the outcome. I think anytime you go into situations like this, it is a negotiation. Um, you're trying to come to an agreement that really works for both sides. Again, uh, Kevin O'Connell weighing in on the Kirk Cousins situation from uh, yesterday in Indy. Uh, back to the Patriots uh, real quick uh, for Austin and Lone Tree. For what it's worth, the mock drafts. Uh, one has, uh, who is this from? This is Ryan Wilson from CBS has Drake May at number three, uh, which uh, not of the realm of possibilities. He has Caleb Williams, number one, Jaden Daniels, number two, and Drake May, number three. 
uh, again, tri- uh, Chris Chris Trapasso, easy for me to say, uh, has Daniels two, and then Marvin Harrison Jr. going number three. The question I have: Who's throwing the ball to Marvin Harrison? Bailey Zappi? They run it back with Mac Jones. I don't see that working out well. Get, yeah. Getting getting someone like maybe Kenny Pickett trade. Baker spot too. Maybe. Yeah, I saw. I saw Tampa wanted to bring back Baker though. So yeah, they probably they would probably pay him. So, but so some bridge guy, I suppose, if you were to get the weapons, I don't know. I just figure you quarterback's the most difficult position to find. I'd figure you don't pick up too high too often or in the top three too often. Might as well take a swing on a quarterback and hopefully he's your guy. I think that is uh, the right move to take. 524, let's do an abbreviated edition as we uh, turn to the Baseball Diamond abbreviated edition of Full Count on 1600 ESPN. Just a bit outside. Promising you baseball content at least once a show here on 1600 ESPN throughout the baseball season, whether it's college or pro. We'll cover it here on the program uh, here for you on Eastern Iowa's home for sports. Uh, promised you this. I, 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 I told you we would be on the show today, and I'm going to live up to my promise. I've been holding off on this for a while now, and since we're off tomorrow and I don't have, uh, don't have a show tomorrow until Friday, uh, I will bring you this. The managers on the hot seat. I can't, I can't unhear that guy who is heckling Matt Campbell on the hot seat. At the Ohio, the Ohio game, whatever I say the words hot seat, but Jim Bowden from the athletic. This is from, uh, I think last week managers on the hot seat to start the season. I'll run them down five to one. If you agree or disagree or baseball fan, big baseball fan tracking managerial possible changes. You can weigh in on the text line at three, one, nine, three, six, six, 1600. Jim Bowden's number five on the list. Pedro Grifol of the white Sox. His number five manager on the hot seat. Number four, Bud Black of the Colorado Rockies. Number three, Derek Shelton of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Number two, Cardinals fans, curious to know if you agree, Ali Marmol, manager of the Cardinals. Of course, had a great rookie year, 93-69 and 69 record. First place, got knocked down to the wild card, then last year was just... Absolutely abysmal, 71 and 91, and a basement finish for St. Louis. Ali Marmol is number two. Number one, I find it hard to disagree, John Schneider of the Toronto Blue Jays. Considering all the talent they have in Toronto and had, they have not done much with it over the last couple seasons. John Schneider, the number one manager on the hot seat. Overall record of 135 and 101. Finished second of the AL East last year, third in 2023, but got knocked out of the playoffs both times in 2022 and 2023. I find it hard to disagree with uh, John Schneider, considering they have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Bo Bichette, uh, some really good pitching, uh, some really good prospects coming up for Toronto. Uh, find it hard to disagree with Jim Bowden's assessment that John Schneider is the number one manager on the hot seat, but certainly open for debate here uh, as we start the baseball season for 2024. Quick look at the scoreboard before we send it back over to Isaac for a local update. Uh, Orioles a winner today over the Twins, 12-3. to Cubs beat the Brewers. 
you can let me have it on the text line. It's just spring training. Six to one, Cubs over Milwaukee. Tigers beat the Pirates five to three. Mets beat the Cardinals today, three nothing. Pete Alonso with a home run in that one. White Sox losing to the Padres three to one. And the Royals, a winner today over the Mariners out in Cactus League play, nine to seven. That is your spring training scoreboard update, part of the full count segment here on 1600 ESPN. 528, let's toss it back to Isaac for another look at uh, what's going on in the local sports world with a local sports update. With your local sports update on 1600 ESPN, I'm Isaac Elzinga. University of Iowa men's basketball team defeated Penn State 90-81 last night inside Carver-Hawkeye Arena. Junior Peyton Sanford had a historic night becoming the first Iowa men's basketball player to record a triple-double. Sanford finished with 26 points, 10 assists, and 10 rebounds. Sanford tied his career high in points and set a new career high in assists. The Iowa women's basketball team has an away game against Minnesota tonight. That game is scheduled for an 8 p.m. tip-off. You can watch it on Peacock. Seven University of Iowa track and field student-athletes qualified for the NCAA Indoor Championships in Boston on March 8th and 9th. Austin West, Grant Conway, Kaylin Walker have all previously qualified, while Paige McGee, Tayona Tobias, Rivaldo Marshall, and Daniela Wampedko are all making their first championship appearances. Iowa State earned eight entries with Rachel Joseph, Darius Kipieo, Finley McClear, Saeed Michal, Sydney Willits, Cam Jones in the shot put and weight throw, and the distance medley relay team all qualifying. The Iowa State men's and women's basketball teams are in action tonight. The women play number 15 Kansas State at 6.30 in Manhattan. You can watch that game on ESPN+. The Iowa State men's basketball team plays Oklahoma inside Hilton Coliseum tonight. You can listen to that game right here on 1600 ESPN. Pre-game starts at 6, tip-off is at 7. That's your local sports update. I'm Isaac Elzinga for 1600 ESPN. Thanks, Isaac. 2757 is a Jays fan agreeing with the uh, the placement of John Schneider as the number one manager on the hot seat. 2757 says, really bungled the talent he was gifted when he took the job. Yes, I agree. Jays are, I'm not, I, I have a lot of random teams that I follow. I'm not a fan of them because you, you all know, you all know who I'm a fan of. I don't need to say it. People will get mad if I say it. I mentioned them a few minutes ago, and nobody, nobody bothered to call in and say they're throwing their radio off the 380 bridge into the Cedar River. I'm kind of surprised at that. Uh, however, I like Bo Bichette. I like the Jays are one of those teams that I follow just because I like some of the guys on them. So I'm not like a fan. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm a fan of this team. I'm a fan of the, the Jays. I'm a fan of the Orioles. I like them because they have players that I like. Is that fair? Like, is that cool? Is that like I've, I shouldn't be questioning my own sports fandom, but that's just how I how I operate. I love baseball, so there's guys I follow, and that's you know how how I usually approach each season. Well, Find a couple guys to watch, you know. I know there's a lot of like uh, Iowa fans who just like whatever NFL team has the most Iowa players sure. on the team. Yeah, like I they don't it. really follow the NFL or anything like that. They just cheer for the team with the most right. Iowa boys on it. Yeah, I that they. I, Perfect, perfect, uh, perfect way to go about it if you don't have any specific allegiances. But I have my favorite team, and then I just follow a bunch of bunch of random guys. That's 
I think what we all do, right? 531, quick timeout. Back with tonight's sports menu next. Eastern Iowa weather from 1600 ESPN. I'm Casey Ferricks with a check of your forecast. We'll see mostly clear skies as we go throughout tonight. It will be a bit chilly, though. Temperatures will fall back into the low to mid-teens. For your Thursday, we're expecting sunny skies. Breezy conditions, though. Winds could gust out of the south as high as 35 miles per hour. Temperatures will be into the upper 40s and lower 50s. We'll continue to see clear skies Thursday night and fall back into the upper 20s. Warmer temperatures are expected for the end of the week and the weekend. Highs will be back into the 50s and 60s. And that was a check of your Iowa's News Now weather first forecast. Attorney Joe Cordell. Business owners and professionals face special challenges in divorce court. In addition to everything else going on, they have to contend with allegations that they are earning more than they are, coupled with claims on their business or practice itself. Clients with assets depend on their divorce lawyer skills in these matters, and that's why it's so important to hire someone that has those skills. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Des Moines area attorneys. A partner men can count on. 515-518-ALL-ZEROS. CordellCordell.com. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates in Northbrook, Illinois. ESPN Bet is now live in Iowa as the official sports book of ESPN. ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. This is Spencer on Sports on 1600 ESPN. At 34 from the Eakin Nutrition Studios here on 1600 ESPN. 319-366-1600 with you till 6. Iowa State men's basketball taking the airwaves here in about 25 minutes. Cyclones and Oklahoma tonight from Hilton Coliseum. Got the broadcast for you from Learfield Sports on the way. Collector's Corner before that. That's uh, coming up in about 15 minutes here on 1600 ESPN. Let's uh, get into an early edition of tonight's sports menu. What are you eating? Instant mashed potatoes for frozen TV dinners. And I want to know why it didn't have mayonnaise. Okay. 
on the menu today, we have plenty of college hoops and some NBA and NHL action to enjoy tonight. Let's dive right in with a look at tonight's sports menu early edition here on 1600 ESPN. Uh, Starting with college hoops, we told you about Oklahoma and Iowa State. Cyclones number eight in the country hosting Oklahoma for the rematch of a game played all the way back in early January. Cyclones a nine and a half point favorite tonight. Seven o'clock tip time again on ESPN Plus. So if you don't get ESPN Plus, we uh, we got you covered here tonight uh, starting at six with John Walters and Eric Heft. Here's a little bit more from TJ Otzelberger talking about uh, the balance that this team has developed here so far in the 2023-24 season. I think more than anything, it just comes down to, you know, everybody on our team being ready to attack and be aggressive and then understanding what decisions the defense is making and what is available for us to attack on a given night. So it's it's happened organically over time. Cyclones and Oklahoma tonight again coming up at 7. One other in-state game tonight, that's Drake playing at UIC. Uh, Illinois-Chicago, so not technically in-state, but involving an in-state team. 7 o'clock at ESPN Plus, Bulldogs are a 9-point favorite. There, missed it last night. We talked about it in the first hour of the show. Iowa uh, winning, the Iowa men winning over Penn State, 90-81. to You and I a winner last night, too, beating Valpo, 68-54. to Landon Wolf uh, with 14 points to lead the Panthers to the senior night victory. Up in the Twin Cities tonight, it is the 6th-ranked Iowa women playing at Minnesota, 8 o'clock on Peacock tonight. Iowa a 20-point favorite, according to Circus Sports. Iowa expected to go in and get the win, but could possibly be a trap game. I'm not sure they're too concerned about that. Uh, Did beat Minnesota at home uh, back on December 30th, but don't want to get caught looking ahead, certainly, to a big matchup on Sunday against Ohio State. One of those truly take-care-of-business type of games for uh, the Iowa women and uh, a precursor maybe to the Big Ten tournament. That's going to be in Minnesota in front of a sold out crowd uh, coming up at the Target Center here in just a little bit. Uh, also going into the NCAA tournament. You've had practice all season playing in front of sold out crowds and playing in front of crowds that uh, that maybe not are in your favor. Uh, but uh, certainly will be plenty of Iowa fans there tonight and for sure on Sunday when the Hawkeyes host Ohio State. Here's Caitlin Clark talking about the experience playing in front of a wide range of crowds here this year for the Iowa women. Even when we go to Minnesota, I expect there to be a lot of Iowa fans. So, you know, we're not intimidated by any environment, whether it's people cheering for us, people cheering against us. Like, I feel like our team has enough experience in those in those ways, but it, it never hurts to have people cheering for you and wanting to celebrate when you do good and get loud for you on defense. So I think that is a good point. Um, going forward, it's going to be either neutral or probably pro-Iowa, and I think that's a really good thing for us. And we got to be able to use that to our advantage because, you know, nobody wants to play with a bunch of people screaming at us. So I think going forward, you know, that's something that's exciting for us. Um, And we love going up to the Big Ten tournament. Our fans are always really good there. But um, I think our main focus is just on Minnesota right now and then moving on from after that. Caitlin Clark uh, leading the Hawkeyes into the uh, the arena tonight, Williams Arena, the barn in Minneapolis. Hawkeyes 24 and four overall, 13 and three in the Big Ten. Gophers 15 and 12 and five and 11. Iowa State women also in action tonight looking to complete the sweep over Kansas State, got the job done a little bit ago in Ames. Uh, what, double, triple overtime game uh, in uh, Ames against the Wildcats. Iowa State looking to solidify their tournament position 
uh, not just the Big 12, but also a possible NCAA tournament bid uh, as they go up against the Wildcats tonight. That's at 6.30 on ESPN+. Plus. If you're so inclined to check that out, Big Ten men's hoops tonight. Northwestern playing at Maryland. Terps are a six and a half point favorite there. Uh, the Minnesota men, women are playing Iowa tonight. The Minnesota men are at Illinois tonight. The Fighting Illini minus 12 uh, tonight, giving 12 points to the Gophers tonight uh, inside the State Farm Center in Champaign. Both those games on BTN. Six for the Wildcats and the Terrapins. Eight for the Gophers and the Illini. And in Big Ten women's hoops tonight, number two, Ohio State, final tune-up before they play Iowa in the finale this weekend. The Buckeyes hosting Michigan tonight. That's at six on Peacock. And then Purdue is hosting Penn State on the women's side as well. Your top 25 men's action tonight, Marquette in action hosting Providence. You also have a ranked matchup between Auburn and Tennessee from Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, number four in the country, Auburn, number 11 in the country. Duke, a sizable home favorite against Louisville, South Carolina, who's had a fantastic year playing at Texas A&M. Uh, you've also got Creighton hosting Seton Hall. Alabama, 14th in the country, playing at Ole Miss. And Arizona heading to Arizona State tonight as those two teams battle in Tempe. Women's top 25 action real quick. I uh, mentioned Ohio State and Iowa both in action. Texas and Oklahoma tonight. From Norman, number three in the country, Texas, number 20, Oklahoma. Uh, that game is at six on ESPN+. Plus. One of the highlights on the women's side tonight. Quick look at the NBA for tonight's uh, fairly light schedule, but you do have the Bulls and the Cavs. How about the Cavs last night? Max Struess. That was, what, 59-foot three-pointer to win that game? Clearly the highlight of the night. I, I've never seen a shot that long before. In that situation, just just threw it up a, a prayer and it was in. Especially when Luca, I'm pretty sure he scored what 45 or something like that yeah. in that game. So like, it was a pretty good game outside of that and uh, all time finish. It was it was I saw the highlight and I was like, oh my goodness, I probably should have had that one on on the laptop or something <laughs> like that. The uh, the Cavs on the back to back going to Chicago tonight. Uh, Chicago, uh, a six-point home underdog to the Cavs tonight. The Bulls lost to the Pistons last night. I mean, sometimes you have a bad night, but you don't want to ever have a bad night against especially this this Pistons team. But 105-95 Detroit, what's that, their ninth win of the season? Coming at the hands of the Chicago Bulls last night. Cade Cunningham with 26 uh, in that uh, in that game. Uh, that was last night. Bulls tonight at home against Cleveland. Minnesota, 12-point favorite at home against Memphis. You got Toronto uh, hosting Dallas tonight. Uh, Indiana, New Orleans. That should be a fun one tonight. Indiana and New Orleans, 6.30 on ESPN for one of their uh, Wednesday games. Uh, Pacers, a seven-point home favorite there. Denver and Sacramento uh, tonight from Denver. And then you got the battle for L.A. late night tonight. The Clippers and the Lakers. Clippers are a three-and-a-half point uh, home favorite. That's such a, I mean, They share the arena, so it's like, well, okay. Like, home game, road game, it's the same type of thing. Just change the court out, right? Yeah. And the Clippers have – it's so weird because the Clippers have kind of owned that series in the recent yeah. years, right, since Kawhi's really gotten there. Um I think the Lakers have won one here recently, but 
um, yeah, really funny to see the Clippers sort of win their matchups more often than not when it's still obviously a Lakers town and stuff like that. And in hockey, our friend Justin sent his picks in. I won't forget. There's only two games tonight in the hockey verse tonight. The Rangers hosting Columbus and the St. Louis Blues playing at Edmonton tonight. Justin says, go with the home faves in a money line parlay. Puck line also looks good. Rangers and Oilers, Moneyline Parlay, Blues versus Oilers, under six and a half. There you go. Your hockey betting uh, content for those of, those of you that want it, even if you don't want it, courtesy of Justin on the text line. 319-366-1600. Uh, those of you that want to talk hockey, I uh, don't have time today since we're on a tight uh, final few minutes here, but uh, seeing – Headlines about possible relocation of some teams in hockey. Uh, reading something about the Winnipeg Jets and how their attendance has dwindled quite a bit. Uh, certainly is interesting to see if we're going to see some movement because the Jets were the what the Thrashers, the Atlanta Thrashers, and now could they be leaving Winnipeg and going somewhere else? I don't know. It'd be uh, I, I have no nothing to substantiate those rumors, but certainly is interesting anytime realignment obviously in college football but relocation or expansion comes up in pro sports it gets you wondering who's going to be next to get a team uh in in hockey or baseball or whatever it might be so that is uh certainly an interesting thing to to follow if uh, you are a fan of of uh hockey or any major pro sport all right 545 again getting uh getting to the bare end of the show here uh, on a Wednesday, got one more thing to get to, and that's Collector's Corner. It's next here on 1600 ESPN. Can you feel it? It's wedding band season. Hey, we are Joseph and Clayton Hoyt. And we're stoked to let you know about our 12th annual wedding band show and sale. The sale is two days only, March 2nd and 3rd. So put it on your calendar and set a reminder. It's the biggest wedding band show in the Cedar Rapids area. Newly engaged? Perfect timing. Married for a while? It's a great time to update those rings. We'll be showcasing our top designers, including Crown Ring, Carlex, and Blue Royale. Save 15% off precious metal rings, 10% off alternative rings. Enter to win a honeymoon and enter to win $500 off your purchase. You will also receive a free alternative metal sports band by Torque with your precious metal purchase. Check out our website or call us to schedule your time. We'll also have excellent financing options. Don't miss the biggest wedding band show in the Cedar Rapids area. Only at Seepke Hoyt Jewelers in Cedar Rapids corner of Collins and First Ave, where Cedar Rapids gets engaged and the wedding bands. Call to set up your appointment today. Emil's Hideaway is the place to get together. Stop in for a drink and some chow with your buddies. Emil's opens every day at 4. If you're hanging out at home instead, order pickup and delivery at emilshideaway.com. Emil's Hideaway, a great place to meet up with friends. Hey Iowa, it's George Kittle, tied in for the San Francisco 49ers and proud former Hawkeye. Life can throw unexpected hits, much like catching a pass over the middle. If you're facing struggles with drug or alcohol use or even mental health challenges, take a timeout and call Your Life Iowa. Just like my teammates are there for me, the Your Life Iowa team is there for you. Get 24-7 free resources or find treatment options at yourlifeiowa.org. A message from Iowa HHS. Progressive asks, what do a diehard fan watching the game at home? A poorly placed good luck candle. Don't let me down, candle. Kick is up. A last second improbable win. It's good! Yes! <laughs> and flammable sports themed curtains have in yes, common. Yes, yes. Oh, oh, geez, whoa, whoa. 
they can scorch your big win high and your beloved sports memorabilia. Not my unwashed 1997 game-worn jersey. This is what we are made of. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive for great savings and round-the-clock protection. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Not available in all states or situations. Something amazing is happening in animation. Studios are processing data faster. That's because CDW showed them new ways to maximize their infrastructure, then built a flexible Dell Technologies data solution. More automation led to reduced maintenance times and greater efficiency, so that creativity stays the star of the show. Dell Technologies and CDW make amazing happen. Learn more at cdw.com slash Dell Data Center. From baseball cards. Oh boy, free trading cards. To bobbleheads and everything in between. It's time for the Collector's Corner on 1600 ESPN. Indeed it is. Every Wednesday we talk sports cards and collectibles on the show. Collector's Corner here on 1600 ESPN with Spencer on Sports. Couple different stories for you today, but first I will always uh, make the pitch if you have uh, things you'd like me to address on the segment. There's always stuff to talk about, but this is my opportunity to share my expertise with you. So if you have questions about cards or collectibles, a few of you have texted in throughout the week. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast or whatever, uh, you can do that uh, by sending me a text, 319 366 1600. You can also email me, Spencer, S P E N C E R, at kgymradio.com. I would love to help you out if you're you know, an avid collector or you're getting back into the hobby or you have stuff in your attic or basement. You have no idea what it is. You just inherited it from whoever or it's your collection from way back in the day. Happy to answer those questions as best I can here uh, with the segment on 1600 ESPN. This is uh, this first story is for the hockey uh, folks out there. I, I know I don't talk a lot of hockey on the show, but I found this to be really fascinating. And you talk about... Things being valuable, Wayne Gretzky's rookie card. Can imagine that, you know, as one of the cards that if you're a hockey fan, you absolutely have to have. What about two dozen of them? How 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 much money do you think that would be worth? Well, the answer is quite a bit. Uh, someone found, uh, just backtracking a little bit, you have a box of packs, right? So you go to card store you go to wherever to get your cards they have the the full box you can buy oftentimes individual packs out of the full box well those boxes come in sealed cases from the manufacturer someone found a full case of 1979-1980 OPC hockey cards that likely contained at least two dozen Wayne Gretzky rookie cards because it, it is a case of boxes of of cards this case was put up was found it was put up for auction it sold for 3.72 million dollars late Saturday night it's the only uh, no or the only known full case still in existence that had been purchased and stashed away by someone in Saskatchewan uh, around the time it was it was issued so someone bought this way the way back in 1970 19, 1979 1980 and stashed it away and uh Whoever found it cashed in to the tune of $3.72 million. You're, you're not guaranteed, you know, obviously that many Wayne Gretzky's, but it's believed to contain at least two dozen Wayne Gretzky rookie cards. You add that on top of it being something that's pretty scarce. You're not just going to walk into any you know, retail store or hobby store uh, in this day and age and find that product. 
uh, on the shelves, readily available. It's going to cost you a pretty penny. So add that, the scarcity level, on top of the fact that Gretzky's in the set. It's his rookie card. You've got big bucks. So I thought that was kind of interesting uh, to uh, to to uh, to read uh, when it comes to uh, just vintage hockey stuff in general. Does it mention how much the Gretzky card would go for? That is a good question. The uh, yes, uh, PSA ten, which is again the highest grade possible from PSA. A PSA ten Gretzky rookie card from the set sold for one point two nine million in twenty twenty. So not quite. I mean, it, it that's that's a steep price, but there have been cards from like NBA and NFL that have sold for for quite a bit more. Uh, but still, that is. That is quite a bit of money for a single card by itself in pristine condition, which is not easy to get from that that era of sports cards. Um, but 10,752 cards in that case itself. Uh, and then the person in the U.S. who bought it from the person in Canada uh, had everything authenticated because you never know, like, you know, this could have been... You know, in somebody's basement, had water damage, stuff like that. So there's plenty of different factors that could decrease the value. And if you paid $3.72 million for water damage trading cards, you're you're not feeling good about yourself uh, in the slightest. But I thought that was an interesting story. Uh, and certainly uh, probably will be able to make their money back if they could find some good condition uh, Wayne Gretzky cards. Uh, speaking of rookie cards, speaking of... Uh, more modern times thought this was interesting tops 2024 baseball cards uh is uh, they are out now series one is out i talked about that last time uh, on the segment tops has already made a mistake it happens it happens more than collectors would like but there was supposed to be a special parallel uh of some of the cards uh, a first card parallel uh, meaning it was a special stamp. You have your regular card. You look at it. Here's the picture. Here's the name, whatever. These special cards would say first card above the team logo, and on the back would be stamped with a one of one, meaning they're the only one of that card in existence. The problem is on some of the cards, Tops forgot to stamp first card on the front of the card. So unless you turn over the baseball card and see the one of one stamping, you don't know you have a special card. So, this is my PSA to you. If you've bought any Tops 2024 Series 1, you have stacks lying around. I'm raising my hand here in the studio. I know what I'm doing when I get home tonight. Look on the backs of the cards because you may have something that's pretty valuable. Uh, Tops has offered a way to make it right. They apparently are going to send, or you you can send them the card to get it restamped, and then they'll give you, it sounds like some sort of, you know, store credit uh, or company credit through Tops to kind of give you a little sweetened deal for their mistake. But it is not the most egregious error Tops has made. They've made plenty more uh, within the last few years. But uh, you never know. If, you, uh, if you've ripped some of that product, you may have something special on your hands, and you don't even know it. So I'm hoping I have, like, something sitting in the stack that I'm thinking of in my, my card desk right now. It, it, I will still be at work. It's not worth going to be worth, you know, billions of dollars to prevent me from not doing the show when we reconvene on Friday. But something to watch for. It is, that is uh, odd that that's something that makes it through because that feels 
I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. That feels like somewhat of a big thing if that's part of the promotion mm-hmm. for your cards. Yeah. I feel like that's a a big one to miss there, part of a, a whole one of one there. The uh, Just for example, it's going to vary depending on the player, but the, uh, the first card of Jose Fermin of the St. Louis Cardinals sold for 400 bucks. So for guys like Jose Fermin, it's going to be a little bit less, but if you have the first card of, say, Ellie De La Cruz or Jason Dominguez, that's going to be worth a lot more. So if you've if you've opened any, if you're a collector listening to this, public service announcement from Spencer on Sports and Collector's Corner. Keep your eyes out. There you go. That's Collector's Corner. Again, questions always welcome. Ideas for the segment always welcome. Uh, reach out via the text line or via email here from uh, 1600 ESPN. Whew, that was a marathon show including the gym class, my fill-in for Scott Unash today. But glad to be hanging out with you for the extended time here today on the radio program. We've mentioned it several times, but I'll mention it here. Local shows have the day off tomorrow here on 1600 ESPN. So if you're looking for me, you're looking for the gym class, you're looking for Todd Bromwell Camp tomorrow, we are off. But don't worry, we'll be back on Friday, get you set for the busy sports weekend. Uh, So we hope you uh, stick with, uh, of course, ESPN National Programming tomorrow. Uh, and then uh, jump in right in headfirst, I guess, uh, Friday morning at 6.30 here from 1600 ESPN. But uh, back with you on Friday. Enjoy the day off tomorrow. You can, of course, follow along on social media uh, for 1600 ESPN, myself, my personal account, or any of our accounts to keep up with the latest headlines. And we'll talk about those Friday from 4 to 6 here on 1600 ESPN. Again, Iowa State men's basketball coming up here in just moments. Cyclones and Oklahoma with you. John Walters and Eric Heff take the airwaves coming up in two minutes here on 1600 ESPN. Have a great night.